You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, we give a big shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates listening around the country and to the service men and women out there. Around the world, listening on American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home from speeds, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter. Yeah, you know what it is. He's on the one and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on a Wednesday here in the big bad city, Studio 34 at Rockin' Riley's. Got a good show for you, okay? We are going to, of course, get into the starting pitchers that you need to win some cash tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, tonight is not a night I am spending up for pitching. I think it is a kind of doo-doo slate. I think you're paying up for bats. I'll tell you where the stacks need to be and uh, which of these mid-level starters you actually need tonight in DFS. As you know, we are in the NFC South going team by team in our football previews. Big shout out again to my man Rock's young fistful of rings who helped me yesterday preview the New Orleans Saints. Today we are on the Carolina Panthers. I know people are very high on their rookies. I'm going to give you my sleepers. I'm going to also give you my Fugazi, my bust, because we are doing hashtag bust week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And listen, we are down to the Sweet 16 as we here on the Fantasy Freestyle crown the greatest sports movie of all time. And I got to tell you, this is the round where I think some of these one seeds may go down and Right now, in the baseball region, we got the one seed, Field of Dreams, is up against the four seed, The Sandlot, and we may have an upset brewing. If you want to check those polls and if you want to make your voice heard on this show, you absolutely can. Go on Twitter right now, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. Ask me a question. Follow your boy. We'll be holding you down. I also got news on LeVar Ball, and I got a little update on that Allen Iverson no-show last weekend for the Big 3 League. All that and more when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. RotoExpert.com Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the fantasy executive snapchat where you can interact with me directly head on over to rotowesperts.com and sign up for the executive edge fantasy football package chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the executive edge fantasy football package powered by rotowesperts.com 
That's right. We're going to be holding you down all hour long on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding it down on a Wednesday and we got to get into my starting lineup around Major League Baseball. First, uh, some news and notes real quick. Yesterday, Braves, you know, I would say first baseman Matt Adams, but the thing is he was playing the outfield last night for his first time uh, with Atlanta, but he left the game with what they're calling dizziness, okay? They're thinking he's going to avoid any kind of trip to the DL or anything like that, but he is listed as day-to-day. And in some a move, that I think is very interesting, not necessarily for fantasy, but for real baseball and, uh, you know, contenders. The Cleveland Indians stud reliever, Andrew Miller, has been sent to the 10-day disabled list. They say he has knee tendinitis. Listen, Andrew Miller has been a beast once again this season. 46 games he's been in, a 1.67 ERA, a 0.76 whip. I'm telling you, I love the way that last year in the playoffs, Tito Frank Kona managed that team using Andrew Miller in the highest leverage situations. If the Indians are going to do work again, qualifying for and then in the playoffs, they need Andrew Miller back. So I think this is the right time. Put him on the DL, rest him a bit now so that later on in the playoff push and ultimately in the playoffs, if Cleveland does make it there, which I think they will, they will have a Andrew Miller at 100%. Listen, Usually, when we get into uh, DFS here in baseball, I tell you what I did last night. But I didn't make any picks last night because I had my man Rock's young fistful of rings here with me. And we were breaking down all the trading deadline deals. Okay, we had a poll up who bettered themselves the most. You guys, 42% of you picked the Dodgers because mostly of that you Darvish. Don't, don't forget about the Tony Watson deal as well. Putting Darvish there behind Kershaw also... If you remember, Kershaw was the only pitcher in that rotation that really goes over six innings. So having another innings eater stud like you, Darvish, can really help them out. So I agree. They did big moves. Second in that poll was the Yankees. Remember, the Yankees getting you know Todd Frazier, Tommy Canely, and David Robertson from Chicago. And then they turned around and got Jaime Garcia. Garcia, Jaime Garcia, who was with the Minnesota Twins, shorter than Scaramucci was the press communications guy. And then they also wound up getting Sonny Gray as their big stud acquisition. Sonny Gray will start for the Yankees over the weekend. He is likely going to be like their number two starter behind, like say, Severino, making Tanaka their three. I like that. One of the teams we did not cover yesterday that I really think did improve themselves and so much so that I put them on the poll was the Washington Nationals. The Nationals, I've been saying for a long time, needed to solidify the back end of their bullpen, okay? You got the starters that you need in Scherzer and Stroudsburg. You have the offense clearly, okay? And remember, Trey Turner is going to be coming back. The year Zimmerman's having, obviously Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, and the rest. I thought the bullpen was where they needed help. They acquired three legit back-end-of-the-bullpen kind of guys, getting two from Oakland in Madsen and Doolittle, and then they turn around and get Brandon Kinsler from the Twins as well. So Dusty Baker with a lot of options there. I think they really helped themselves because that's what they needed to do. They filled the need that they had. However, we're going to move forward to today because, like I said, there's 12 games on the slate today, although there's rain right now in the Bronx for the Yankees. That game is in a rain delay. And the game in... In Boston, the Red Sox and Indians game, that is going to be delayed at the start as well. But on this 12-game slate, at least on FanDuel, there is nobody over 10000 Okay, Your highest-priced guy is Dallas Keuchel for Houston at 9600 against Tampa Bay. 
And while I think most people would like that matchup, here's the thing. Keuchel is only in his second start since his time on the DL. And in his first start, in his return last week, he only went three innings. He went three innings, gave up three runs, only struck out three. I think they're going to have to you know, work to stretch him out to get back to the place where he was at the beginning of the season. So I would not be on Dallas Keuchel tonight. However, because I'm saying this, I'm going to be spending you know, less money for cheaper arms. There are a lot of interesting stacks tonight. First of all, Colorado, in Coors. They're facing the Mets against a guy I literally have never heard of in Chris Fixen or Flexen. I mean, who are you exactly? He's only pitched a few times, never really went more than five innings. I think the Colorado Rockies stack in Coors is viable. I like the offense in this Dodgers-Braves game, okay? This Dodgers-Braves game that's taking place in Atlanta. Julio Tehran is going for the Braves. And remember, I've said it all season long that Tehran has crazy, crazy home road splits. His ERA is something like seven when he's pitching at home and only two and a half to three on the road. This game is in Atlanta. Okay, so watch out for some of the lefty bats of the Dodgers. I think guys like Bellinger could be in prime position against Tehran in that park down in Atlanta. SunTrust, which has played crazily to the right center field gap. Um, the other stack I kind of like. If you look at it, think about the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight, okay? They're facing a guy, Robert Stevenson, for Cincinnati, okay? He's got a 7.86 ERA. This is a guy that's only made spot starts, has really been a bullpen guy. He has never gone more than four and a third innings in his starts. So I think that uh, Pittsburgh, remember, McCutcheon's been hitting well lately. So watch out for uh, maybe some options in Pittsburgh. However, if you do need to look at some of the arms here, I like this game that's the Chicago-Arizona game. You got Arietta and Godly. Okay, I like Zach Godley. You know I've been on some of these uh, Diamondbacks arms. Zach Godley is one of them at 8,800. There is a chance of rain at Wrigley, but here's the critical point. The wind is blowing in at Wrigley as well, okay? So that stifles power, and that's why the over-under on this game is only an 8 total. I like Zach Godley. If you want to go even further, and you can do this today because there are not any big-time real options, in my opinion. How about J.C. Ramirez against the Philadelphia Phillies? He's only 7,600 on fan duel he's gone over six innings in his last four starts okay he's had quality starts in three of his last four and remember i tell you all this i'm fading really the phillies offense with this play phillies are second lowest run total in major league baseball and they strike out the sixth most okay so i think maybe even giving a guy like jc ramirez some strikeout upside and uh at home against the team from the east coast that's over there in an interleague matchup, I think it's set up for Ramirez to have a good start at home. And why pay the money up top when I don't think you're going to get exactly the same kind of return? I talked to you about Jake Arrieta going for the Cubs today and the Chicago Cubs in general. Obviously, as we know, they won the World Series last year. You know who's getting a ring for that World Series, Chris Bavona? I don't know if you would ever guess. But the guy, one of the guys who is getting a 2016 Chicago Cubs World Series ring is... Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman, yes. The same Steve Bartman who's basically been in exile and hiding for the last, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, ever since 2003, when that incident where the Cubs were on the precipice of going to the World Series against the Marlins. And if you don't remember the story, he reached out for a foul ball, kind of blocking Moises Alou's ability to catch the ball. The Marlins came back in that game and ultimately wound up going to and, uh, I believe, winning the World Series that year 
against the New York Yankees. And, uh, you know, he received death threats. This guy, Bartman, he had to pretty much go in exile. But the Cubs are giving him a World Series ring. And they released this statement. Um, on behalf of the entire Chicago Cubs organization, we're happy to present the World Series Championship ring to Mr. Steve Bartman. We hope this provides closure on an unfortunate chapter of the story that has perpetuated throughout our quest to win a long-awaited World Series. While no gesture can fully lift the public burden he has endured for more than a decade, we feel it was important Steve knows how he has been and continues to be fully embraced by this organization. Bartman, who has been in hiding for a while, he released a statement. He says, although I do not consider myself worthy of such an honor, I'm deeply moved and sincerely grateful to receive a world championship ring. I'm fully aware of the historical significance and appreciate the symbolism the ring represents on multiple levels. He then goes on to you know, thank the Ricketts family and that it signifies that hopefully this chapter of his life is over as well. His lawyer, though, his lawyer, a guy named Frank Merther, is saying uh, that he will not be commenting anymore. He will not be doing any interviews. And he he is still pretty much living under cloak and dagger. He uh, is still living and working in the Chicago area. He is still single at the age of 39. And my question, though, is like, if you're a Cubs fan that was really pissed off at Bartman, are you still pissed off at him now that you won that World Series title? I would say not. Let the man come out of hiding. That's what I think. Let the man come out of hiding and live his life, and he's got a World Series ring to show for it. When we come back, we're going to go to the NFL. I got some news and notes, and we're going to go into the Carolina Panthers. All that when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the fantasy executive snapchat where you can interact with me directly head on over to rotoexperts.com and sign up for the executive edge fantasy football package chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the executive edge fantasy football package powered by rotoexperts.com This big L bringing us back here. 139, the danger zone. You are probably in danger in fantasy football if you are not listening to the fantasy freestyle because your boy right here, Speeds, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, will hold you down so you could win that cash. I got Chris Bavona bringing me in on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Let's get into the cypher real quick. I got news and notes around the NFL. First of all, Left tackle Ryan Clady has announced his retirement from the NFL after nine years, most of them with the Denver Broncos. He finished his career last year with the New York Jets. This is another guy retiring. He is retiring at the age of 30. This makes now 17 people early, you know, younger than 30 who have retired from the NFL this offseason. Remember, we've talked about the connection of football and things like CTE and the, and the after effects. And so a lot of people are just stepping away after they make their money and not grinding 
you know, into their 30s in this profession. Ryan Clady is now among them. But as training camp has opened, you know, we get camp battles and we get buzz and we get sleepers and stuff like that. What we also unfortunately get is injuries and they are starting to pile up. There was a few over the last couple of days that may impact their teams and we start in Houston where the Texans wide receiver Will Fuller, he broke his collarbone in practice. He's going to have surgery and they say he's going to miss two to three months. He is going to miss a decent stretch of the football season. To me, that means guys like Braxton Miller, that means guys like Jalen Strong and, of course, the D-Hop, the D-Hopopotamus, DeAndre Hopkins, may see more action. In New York, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard, I call him Shep, he left practice today, was crying. It looked really scary at first. However, the news has come back, and it is the best-case scenario for the G-Men. They say he has a low ankle sprain. And remember, the low ankle sprain is actually much, much better than the high ankle sprain. The high ankle sprain is kind of a dreaded injury, especially for wide receivers, and can take time to heal. So ultimately, it looks like the Giants fans dodged a bullet there, and Shepard should be okay. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for the not San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. Their rookie offensive lineman, Forrest Lamp, breaking just in the last few hours. It is feared that he tore his ACL in practice today. If that is true, he will obviously miss the entire 2017 season, his rookie season. Remember, the Chargers tried to do a lot of things to protect Phillip Rivers in you know, the last few years of his career. Drafting Forrest Lamp is one of them, and it looks like they may lose him for the season. I told you there's always some buzz in camp as well. Listen, I have been talking about a lot of rookies that I like at the running back position. Two of them are both have the last name Williams. The first is Joe Williams in San Francisco, and the other is Jamal Williams in Green Bay. And I have news that deal with both of them. First of all, remember I've been talking at first this idea of how the 49ers were so down on Carlos Hyde, injury risk, not a scheme fit, these sorts of things. But now they're starting to hype him up again. And, you know, they said that uh, he looks good the other day. Um... They are now also saying that Joe Williams has gotten a slow start in camp, okay? Maybe this is them just reeling back the hype train. Remember, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, you know, advocated for this guy, traded up to get him. But maybe Carlos Hyde is, in fact, holding him off. Jamal Williams, however, is getting reps with the first team, okay? My man Jake Sealy, the all-in kid, said that Jamal Williams might be one of the steals of the draft and a fantasy football viable option. I agree with him. The fact that he's getting first team reps only helped that. And here's the other thing. Their offensive coordinator is Edgar Bennett. He used to be a running back himself, if you remember Edgar Bennett on the Packers back in the 90s, okay? One of the worst, no, not the worst, one of the hardest things for rookie running backs to pick up, and it's really important because it is a liability to their team, it's something they didn't have to do as much in college, is pass protection, okay? You see a lot of rookies who can't get down all the schemes and blocking fits and assignments on pass protection, and that's part of the reason why they don't see the field much in their rookie season. This apparently is not an issue for Jamal Williams. Part of the reason he is getting reps with the first team, Edgar Bennett has said, 
that he is impressed with his pass protection skills and that it warrants him getting reps with the first team. All I got to say is to my man, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, and your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. This is a shot called Jamal Williams. Keep an eye on him and draft him at least as a handcuff to Ty Montgomery. But I also think that Jamal Williams will be the true back for them in the second half of the season. We've also been talking about Colin Kaepernick and if he winds up fitting into the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like now the front office is split on cap. It says that coach John Harbaugh and GM Ozzie Newsom are on board with signing Kaepernick. Remember, Flacco is going to be out for a little bit with a disc issue. Their backup is Ryan Mallett, who had a meltdown in practice after throwing five interceptions. But owner Steve Biscotti is still against it. Remember, Biscotti took a lot of heat after Ray Rice, you know, getting a lot of drama from the fans. Remember, law enforcement is big down in Baltimore, and that was kind of the nexus of some of the police-involved shootings that took place, which is exactly what Colin Kaepernick Kaepernick was protesting against, so there might be an interesting constituency in Baltimore that the owner, Biscotti, is responding to. However, let's talk about actual football because I want to talk about the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are one of the most intriguing teams, I think, in the NFL this year. And if you want to make your voice heard about them, I put up a poll. The over-under for them this season is nine wins. I asked my man Gabe Morency, who follows me on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with Red Heat and Rage, where's the value in that? Because if there's a gambling man, it is Mr. Morency, okay? So the over-under is nine. I'm asking you guys if you want to bet the over, bet the under, or pass on that because you think it is a good line. We'll check in what you guys say. Later on in the show, I am high on the Carolina Panthers. I like this team, and let me get into why. The first reason, their quarterback, Cam Newton, okay? I've been talking about him for years. Hashtag all quarterbacks matter because he has received more hits and no kind of personal fouls against him when he's getting lit up after he throws the ball for a long time. Remember, he's got that shoulder injury. But they are trying to, in my opinion, adjust the offense to you know be more sustainable for Cam Newton. Cam Newton is no longer they're saying going to be the goal line back for the Carolina Panthers. They're going to try to adopt more of West Coast principles, which would have him get the ball out quicker. I think this is a good change for Cam Newton, okay? And here's the thing. Even in a down year, Cam Newton had 3,509 yards, 19 touchdowns, 14 picks, and he ran for 359 yards and five touchdowns. I think the Running may go down a little bit because they're trying to save him. But if he's got more of a timing-based West Coast uh, get-the-ball-out-quick offense, I think it could be good. I have him ranked as my ninth quarterback going off draft boards. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him as QB12. So you know what that means. That means Cam Newton is another fine example, along with guys like Phillip Rivers, along with guys like Matthew Stafford, to wait on. Okay, don't invest in these other quarterbacks that we've been talking about, the Matt Ryans, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers's, when you can still get Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers, and Matthew Stafford like seven rounds later in your draft. At the running back position, I still think Jonathan Stewart will lead this team in rushing yards, okay? I do want to make that clear. I think Jonathan Stewart will be the team leader in rushing yards. I think he, though, will finish around seven, 800 yards, 
And I also think Christian McCaffrey, I think the hype is real on Christian McCaffrey. If you are in a PPR league, if, for those who don't know, I'm talking points per reception. Christian McCaffrey is going to be an absolute beast, okay? I have him as my running back 15 in PPR. Corey Parson has him as running back 13. Here's the thing. We talked about that buzz. He's uncoverable coming out of the backfield. This is going to be a Swiss Army knife kind of player that I think the Carolina Panthers are going to use in a variety of ways. And then they doubled down on that approach by drafting Curtis Samuel out of Ohio State a little bit later on in the draft. Okay, You're going to still have the passing options and all the receivers and tight ends for the Panthers are like six five and above okay so now you're gonna have these other guys in the slot but can also line up in the backfield which means they're gonna be able to do a lot of motions and a lot of creating mismatches on linebackers and safeties a linebacker is not going to be able to cover Christian McCaffrey and if they can scheme to get that kind of mismatch I think it means big things for Christian McCaffrey the only thing is he may be a better fan a uh, better NFL player than fantasy player because of what he can do um, basically spacing out the defense and you don't get fantasy points for that on the wide receiver I gotta tell you I was surprised to see that Kelvin Benjamin was actually wide receiver 28 last year i thought he had a bad year but he still had 941 receiving yards he still had seven touchdowns he's another guy that i think is going to be better in real life than in fantasy there is now all of a sudden a lot of mouths to feed in carolina you know about kelvin benjamin you know about devin funchess i'm talking about mccaffrey i'm talking about samuel you know about the tight end that we're going to get into as well so i think everybody's production might take a little step back this year. That's why I like Cam Newton a little bit because he's the aggregate of that. But the ideas of the Jonathan Stewart's, the Kelvin Benjamins, and this guy. Their tight end is Greg Olson. This guy is now basically Mr. Reliable. He finished as tight end two last season. 80 catches, over a 1,000 yards. But here's the thing. I think Greg Olson is going to be impacted the most by this change of offense. Last week, we did hashtag sleeper week. This week, we're doing hashtag bust week, unfortunately. And I love I love Greg Olson. I go all the way back with him since he was down in Miami and he was in the sixth floor crew, G-Reg. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Greg Olson, sixth floor crew, G-Reg, and show what pops up. Trust me, it'll be entertaining for you for five minutes. Trust me. But listen, I think you know what that means. I'm going to make it official about Greg Olson when we come back. I'm also going to look at their schedule and tell you why I'm high on this team. I would bet the over. We'll see what you guys say. I'm going to tell you the reasons why. Here's a hint. Look at their schedule. All that and more when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now on your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez holding you down on a Wednesday. Spitting statistician is in the building. We were talking about the Carolina Panthers, and I was trying to make it known here that I actually think Greg Olson, who, by the way, has been in the league in a long time and is starting to age a little bit. Listen, he was great last year. was tight end, too, with 80 catches out of the tight end position, over 1,000 yards out of the tight end position. You got to love that. Here's the problem, though. I think he takes a little bit of a step back in terms of his skills as an aging player, but also because the offense is going to be different this year. I think it's going to be a more get the ball out quick, spread it around, not needing Cam to rely and kind of, you know, chuck the ball to Greg Olson as a last resort, which was kind of the case a few times last year. I think Greg Olson will be a good tight end, but he will not be one of the top two tight ends, and that's where you're going to have to draft him if you want. So because of that value, he is my hashtag bust for the Carolina Panthers this year, but here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we call those fugazis. Forget about them. He says it's a fugazi. What's a fugazi? It's a fugazi if you think I'm going to admit wrong. No, no. What, what is a fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. That's right. That's right. He's not a complete phony. But uh, I just think he will not return the value that you will be spending on him to try to get him on your fantasy team. Like I said... The over-under for the Carolina Panthers is nine. And I actually, I, I think they can do better than that. I think the Panthers get back to double-digit wins. I think they contend for the NFC South crown along with the Atlanta Falcons. I have both of those teams, the Panthers and the Falcons, making the playoffs. And let me tell you about this schedule. First of all, you know their defense is solid. Remember, Luke Keekley will be back from that scary concussion issue of last year. Guys like Shaq Thompson, they signed Julius Peppers in the offseason to augment that pass rush. And they've got a very good front. Okay. We're talking about Star Lutalele, K1 Short. Those are some good studs up on the front. I like their defense. Also, let me tell you something. They are at home towards the end of the season in some critical NFC matchups, but they get them at home. I think it's good. They play the Vikings. They play the Packers. They play the division rival Bucks at home for a three-game homestand weeks 14, 15, and 16. I think that's very good. The other reason I like the schedule for... The Carolina Panthers. And you have to understand how the NFL schedule is made, okay? You got eight road games. Three of them are clearly against your division rivals, right? And so those are going to be very tough. But your other five road games, you need to try to make a little bit of hay. Listen to the five non-division road opponents that the Carolina Panthers have this year. One of them is the New England Patriots. I'm chalking that up as a loss. Listen to the other four road trips the Panthers will have to make outside of the division. They have to go to the Chicago Bears. I've already said I think they're one of the worst teams in football. They have to go to the New York Jets. I've already said I think they're one of the worst teams in football. They have to go to the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in football. And they have to go up to Detroit to take on Jim Bob Cooter and the Detroit Lions. And I think that is also a winnable game. I think they can win four of their five non-division road games. And that is a big boon for this team and a reason that they can get back to contention tender status. Remember, Cam Newton was the MVP of the league only a couple of years ago. I think this schedule plays out well for 
the Carolina Panthers. I am taking the over on the Carolina Panthers. I want to ask you, Chris Bavona, what do you think about the Carolina Panthers? Because I am only in the 29% of people that say bet the over. 45% of people are actually saying bet the under. So, people, I am fading the public on this with my Carolina Panthers call. Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, what say you about the prospects for the Panthers? So, I have to really... Really dig in here on Cam Newton because okay. he's my dynasty quarterback. Ooh. I'm a little worried. All quarterbacks about matter. Him. All quarterbacks matter. Well, that's just it. I'm worried about keeping him this year or just letting him go back into the draft pool because I think that I can get a better quarterback or at least somebody in that range a little bit later on in my dynasty league and maybe upgrade at like at running back. Sure. Um, that being said, I don't think you're wrong in taking the over. But I think there's – I think they – actually, no, I take that back. You're not wrong that I think that they can get to the playoffs. I think they're the wild card team behind the Falcons. I don't see them getting any more than nine wins now. So you think they could still make the playoffs as something like – be one of those nine and nine seven and teams seven. that sneak in? Nine and seven yeah, wild card. I'm higher than that on the Panthers. I actually think the Panthers can even surpass the Falcons if the Falcons do have some kind of regression this year in that Super Bowl hangover that we've discussed. And I know a lot of people are high on the Tampa Bay Bucks. We're going to preview the Bucks tomorrow, but I am high – on the Carolina Panthers. I say take the over. Only 29% of you agree with me. 45% right now say bet the under. And 26% of you pass on that, thinking that nine is a very good line. It sounds like, Chris, you agree with those 26%. The other poll that we have up right now, because the Sweet 16 of the greatest sports movie of all time bracket is upon us. And we have a one-versus-four matchup in the baseball region. Field of Dreams versus the Sandlot. And right now, we have a very close poll the sandlot is ahead would would be an upset with the four seed taking out a one it is 53 to 47 right now okay so 53 percent of you got the sandlot wendy peppercorn you know benny rodriguez the beast you're killing me smalls but a lot of people also like playing baseball in the cornfields chris i gotta go to you because you are our resident cinephile what do you think about this matchup uh, this is a very, very interesting match. And they're going to so. get tight, yo. We are now down to the Sweet 16. These are all contenders. These are all movies that have already won two rounds, okay? So, you know, it's going to be tough. For example, you know, Sandlot has already beaten Eight Men Out and beaten Bull Durham. Field of Dreams has already beaten Sugar and 42. So, I mean, it's going to start getting tight. I think our matchups this week and moving forward are going to be um, no more blowouts here. It's 53-47. Where are you going, Chris? So, I'm going to have to explain it a little bit like this here, Go ahead. Uh, Dane. Do you remember the sneakers that Benny the Jet wore? Yeah, the of PF course you do. Flyers. The PF Flyers, yeah. So, I have a pair of those PF Flyers. Okay, okay. The 30... It was, excuse me, the 20-year anniversary PF Flyers, the all-black. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pair of sneakers from Field of Dreams. Fair enough. So that is your leading priority when deciding who gets your vote here? In this, mo- in this exact bracket, listen, Field of Dreams, the better acted movie, period. Absolutely. The funnier movie, the better all-around movie, the more fun movie, the more quotable movie, other than if you build it, he will come. 
That's the Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. You are killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. The Great Bambino. Absolutely. I'm riding with the Sandlot as well because I would like to see some of these one seeds going down. We'll see. It is very close. But if you want, please hop on to Twitter right now, at FNTSY Radio, at Spit and Speed. You could always follow me. Ask me any questions. We will read them on the show. I'll give you an update on that poll at the end of the show. What I want to do is save some time because we got to talk about this LeVar Ball stuff. I don't know if you know, but uh, at another tournament where the big ballers were playing, there was a female referee who gave uh, LeVar Ball a couple of technicals and he pulled his team off the court. He had some things to say afterwards about this female referee. Um, Chris, I believe we have that sound. I want to get first to what LeVar Ball had to say about this female referee and then some of the fallout because I think it's very interesting. First, this is LeVar Ball's comments after he got you know teed up by female referees in this tournament. Go ahead, Chris. Why do you think she's a vendetta against you? She got a vendetta because she's, she's a woman of trying to act. I get that she's trying to break into the referee and thing. But just giving texts and calling fouls, that's no way to do it. She's not in shape. She's not calling the game right. And she don't understand. So now she's trying to make a name for herself. So she's walking around like, you know, I'm the only woman in here. Yeah, we get it. I don't care if you're a woman or a man or whatever. Just be good at what you do. Don't try to step in the lane. She needs to stay in the lane because she ain't ready for this. Coach the little kids first and then come up. Because she came into this game knowing what she was going to do. I knew it too. I could have told y'all was the dude to interview me before the game, and I said, I guarantee you, she give me a check on some BS. See where she rep at next week. So check that out. He was making these threats. He demanded that they kick the female ref out. And then guess what Adidas, who sponsored the tournament, did? They kicked the female ref out. They catered to LeVar Ball, being basically straight misogynistic. This is not the first time that LeVar Ball has had comments like this around women or around females. And Adidas was letting it rock. Then here's what happened. Court Club Elite, who's like the referee service, they cut ties in their relationship with Adidas afterwards, saying the events that led to the removal of a female official on Friday is something that shall not and will not be accepted within the officiating community. Adidas and their leadership acted in a manner that does not parallel our views on integrity or professionalism, and neither should be compromised like they were in that situation. It was clear that the actions of the official in enforcing and undressing unsportsmanlike behavior Behavior were defendable and fitting of the behavior displayed. However, the agenda and lack of courage to do the right thing by Adidas leadership sent a clear message that the game and those chosen to protect the integrity of that game were not the priority. A lot of people thinking that Adidas is just kowtowing and bowing down to LeVar Ball because they're angling to try to sign a shoe deal with Lonzo, okay? And that they needed to try to stay in good graces of LeVar, so they wound up actually kicking this referee out. And check this out, though. Then later... Later, they apologize for those actions. Adidas has now come out with a statement. Afterwards, three days later, after they did in fact remove this female ref, saying, and I quote, The referee substitutions made during our tournament last week were not in line with our company values, and it was the wrong decision. 
We regret the situation and are looking into the matter to make sure our standards of sportsmanship, equality, and fair play are met in the future. Any representation that we would compromise our values and inclusive approach for the benefit of any individual is inaccurate. I call BS on that. They were compromised for a very specific individual. His name was LeVar Ball. Why? Because they think they got a spokesman possibly in Lonzo. I think this is ridiculous. I think this is LeVar once again overstepping his bounds, and so I had to bring it to you guys here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Chris Bavona, what do you say to this? I say I'm totally done with uh, LeVar Ball. I just want to watch Lonzo. I don't want any more LeVar Ball. I just want Lonzo. I want to see what he can do. I don't care anymore. I agree. I agree. (laughs) It is enough. The mouth keeps running. I got to tell you, on tomorrow's show... There's been a retort to Lonzo Ball, and it comes from Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. So so stay tuned to tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to get into some of the things that Shaq has to say about LeVar Ball. But before we go, what I want to do is give you an update on that issue. Um, Remember I told you that Allen Iverson was a no-show for the Big Three in Dallas last weekend? Well... There's video out that he was spotted gambling at a place called Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois, the night before he was supposed to be in Dallas. And then he was also seen again in Illinois in Rosemont at the Sugar Factory restaurant in the same clothes. And, you know, he hasn't played much. He didn't play at all when the Big Three returned to Philly. And honestly, sometimes these older retired guys, they have bad falls from grace, okay? So there was a statement by Allen Iverson. Yesterday, And he says, first and foremost, I apologize to Ice Cube, my big three family, my fans, and everyone disappointed by my absence in Dallas. I've spoken to Ice Cube directly about the details of my absence and will do my best to try to make up for this moving forward on the big three tour. When you start a league, Ice Cube, you're going to also have drama. You're going to have players. You're going to have players that do bad things that don't show up. I'm just sad to see this from Allen Iverson because, you know, he's such a... I actually think he's evolved into such a great role model. And to see what may be him hitting hard times or who knows what it was, I don't want to speculate. But I just hope everything is okay with Allen Iverson. And I hope that he is able to continue to represent the big three and himself in a positive way. But, you know, he has officially apologized. Yo, I don't want to be a player no more. Not a player. I just win a lot. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. When we come back, like I said, we're going to check in on those polls we're gonna go around the league in major league baseball see if they've started playing in fenway or not it's just like big punisher we crush a lot come on back fantasy freestyle right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network let's go quarterback to receiver hookups running back depth analysis rookie values in dynasty leagues deep sleepers training camp battles These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Don't this... 
Make a wanna jump, jump, don't this? Make a wanna jump, jump. It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It looks like they may be pulling the tarp off at Yankee Stadium to get that game back underway, but it is raining in the Northeast. The Baltimore Orioles and the Kansas City Royals are delayed in the third inning with the Orioles up 3-0. They still have yet to get started in Beantown at Fenway. Red Sox and Indians. We got the Marlins up on the Nationals, 1-0. Dodgers up on the Braves and uh, Clay, Cor- excuse me. Clay Bellinger, no, Cody Bellinger, has uh, gone yard for his 30th home run of the year against Julio Teheran. We told you about how lefties play power in that ballpark going to right center field. So Mr. Bellinger with his 30th of the season already. And uh, Reds and Pirates scoreless in the top of the fourth. I'm getting a lot of reaction to this LeVar Ball story, okay? I got Sweet Lee out there already on Twitter saying, yo, I am going to return my Adidas shoes. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. And also, we got my man Howie Balaban, who, you know, always responds back with the movies. He chimes in on the LeVar Ball thing, actually saying, and I quote, LeVar Ball can suck it. He also, though, is voting, it looks like, for Field of Dreams. So let's check in on those polls. Sandlot is still holding its lead. It is a narrow lead. Sandlot, you killing me, Smalls, is up 54 to 46. Thank you to everybody who is voting out there on FNTSY Radio and at Spittin' Speeds. And I got to tell you something. I might be moving the lines on the Carolina Panthers because I said I was taking the over. It has now grown to up above 30%. A lot of people are agreeing with me. Well, more people are agreeing with me and taking the over, although most of you still want to take the under. Trust me, I fade the public on this one. I'm taking the Panthers. I think they are a very intriguing team. The matchups or mismatches that they can create, specifically with Samuel and McCaffrey, if Rivervote Ron gets creative with that offense. Remember, Cam Newton is also still an option there as well. When we uh, come back tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we got more movie matchups, okay? Uh, Big shout-out again. Maybe Howie Balaban will uh, give us his thoughts on the movie matchup tomorrow as well. Big shout out to him and to everybody listening right here on our Sports Byline affiliates on American Forces Radio Network and right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, guys. Peace.